With so many questions coming in, I put together 10 things that will be a lesson for a lifetime. Number one, resources versus resourcefulness. You need both. You see, some people think if I have all the resources I need, life will work. How does that work for people who hit the lotto? They have lots of resources. Why do most of them go broke? Because they have resources, but they're not resourceful. Would you leave your children or people you love resources only or resourcefulness? It's not one or the other. And sometimes we have to be resourceful to get the resources. And then once we get the resources, once we start going through it, we need to be resourceful. Right? So you get resourceful and you get launch pad. But then you're going through it and go, oh God, this one thing's not me. I'm feeling, how do I become resourceful? What book should I read? What part of Tony should I listen to to feel empowered again? Get rid of that limiting belief. Can I schedule? Oh, my time's really busy. You know what? I'm going to stop this on Mondays. I'm going to get up an hour earlier on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And I'm going to spend an hour in the morning being resourceful and obsessive and going through X, Y, Z. We must be resourceful. So many times in life we get the resources and we just think it's gonna magically grow. You can't just get a garden and throw seeds in it and wait three months and go, where's my pumpkins? Where's my spinach? How come anything grew? We gotta work on it, don't we? You can get the resources of a gym, but if we don't get our asses in the gym, it doesn't get us in really good shape. So the balance is get the resources from someone who's already been there, who has done what you wanna do and then be resourceful as hell. All right, number two, I told you I'm gonna go quick. Choose faith over fear. Choose faith over fear. Choose courage over fear. Courage, Tony always says, I love when he says that, courage is not moving forward in the absence of fear. Courage is moving forward when you're afraid, but you do it anyway. You know, what is faith? Right? Faith is, faith is unique to all of us, right? Faith is belief. You can believe you can or believe you can't. Henry Ford always said, if you believe you can or you believe you can't, that's what you get. Right? Isn't it all faith? We have faith in a higher power. We have faith in, a, a lot of us do, we have faith in certain things. Why not have faith in you? Why not have faith that you can accomplish this, that you're not too old, that you are enough, that you know enough. You can have faith in yourself. You can look in the mirror and say, I'm gonna, I have faith in you. I, have, I want us to be courageous and move forward. Because fear is easy. Fear is easy to go, well, I would, but. We all got that but. You could say, I, I, I'd believe in a higher power if I saw God. But why do most people believe in a higher power? Because you have faith in that. If all of us had to see God to believe there was one, there'd be no believers. If you had to see your own success first, before you took an action, nobody's successful. People who are successful have faith that they're going to make it happen. So we need to ramp up our faith. We need to ramp up our courage. It doesn't happen by accident. All right, I'm going quick here. Choose courage over fear, choose faith over fear. Number three, ROI versus COI. And what does that mean? Return on investment 
or cost of inaction? I think return on investment. Yeah, I see you, Dana. You're like, man, I got that one, right? Before I even go into it, you feel it, right? It's like a return on investment is, hey, if I'm going to get Launchpad or get whatever it is you're going to get, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to get a return on this investment. I'm going to gain those skills. I'm going to take uncomfortable action. I'm going to have faith over fear. I got the resources. Now I'm going to be resourceful. And we think about that and we weigh that. Is that worth our investment? Can we get what we want out of that? But you know what most people don't compare? Is the cost of inaction. Most people go, oh, what the cost? If I stay engaged... I got to spend this 997 bucks and I got a little bit of time. So you're thinking of the return on investment, but what are you thinking about the cost of it? What does it cost you to do nothing? What is it going to cost you to leave your life exactly the way it is? What's it going to cost you not to get capabilities? What's it going to cost you to just dabble or investigate or hope? ROI versus COI. That's number three. Number four, expense over investment. Expense over investment. There's somebody in my family, I won't call her out right now. She is a wonderful young woman and works her tail off. And I was trying to years ago and she's in a, such a good space now, but she would, I would talk about an investment in capabilities, investment in skills. The greatest investment, what did Warren Buffett tell Tony Robbins? The best investment you can make is in who? You remember that? Who's the best invest, what's the best investment you could make? There you go, Judith. I see it, right? Irma, Rick, I see it, right? In yourself, right? Greatest investment. You want to beat inflation? Get better at what you do. You'll just attract more of, the, of devalued money than anybody else, right? So I was trying to share with her the difference between an investment and an expense. This, this woman works her tail off and had a $2,000 purse. And I'm like, hey, that's great. And there's a time for everything. But what do you think if you put that $2,000 in into a course in the field in which you are in to get better, faster, quicker, understand marketing, understand alignment, understand how to scale? What's better? She's like, well, the purse is beautiful and it's nice. I said, yeah, and you bought the purse, which is a cost compared to an investment in you. Do you think if you bought the course to allow you to go faster and quicker and learn from somebody who's already been there, Give it five years, have a little patience, and you could buy a thousand of those purses as you want, if you want. But understand the difference. It's like going to buy a coffee every day or go get the espresso machine. Does that make sense? So remember, people will say, oh, that cost $9.97. No, that purse costs two grand. The other one is an investment that should return and multiply and have your money grow. Stop throwing your money into, people will say, ah, oh, a thousand bucks for a course and turn around and go buy a $2,000 purse or a thousand dollar this or a $500 this. That's just a waste that they'll never use again. So really understand the difference and you'll understand it when you're sharing with people you're going to support. Okay. That was number four. Number five, choose to say no so you can say yes. Choose to say no. One thing I noticed about this group, I see it in the chats, is you are the go-to person for people in your life or where you work. Is that true? Am I just making that up or is that true? Do people come to you in their life? You wouldn't be here. I see it. I hear, hear the way you communicate, the way you do everything. So what happens is we get used to saying yes. Yes, I'll take care of that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. You got to look at it in life. We only have a certain amount of time. I have 24 hours in a day. 
We all got that same thing in common. Why do some people get more done in that same period of time when it's frustrating? Like, what do people say when they're busy? I wish I had a twin. I wish I had a helper. I wish I could clone myself. No. Strengthen your no muscle. Ready for this one? Yes gets you out of Egypt. No will take you to the promised land. It's time to be a little selfish and say no to some things that don't serve you and say yes to you. Number six, commitment over convenience. Commitment over convenience. Man, I heard Lisa Nichols say something like that last year or year before's challenge. She said, commitment and convenience don't live on the same side of the street. And I was like, wow, Wim, you know what I'm talking about, right? You hear that and you're like, true. But I got a little secret for you. What if living the hard way was easy and living the easy way is hard? Think about that for a second. What if living the hard way is easy and living the easy way is hard? I met a gentleman named uh, David Keckage. He was a gentleman who was paralyzed from the neck down. While he, when he was older, he got paralyzed. I think he was jogging and got hit by a car. And this man had such a positive outlook and he carried a little, looked like a business card, but it un unfolded and it had all of his Keckage credos, things he lived by. I can't imagine, I can't pretend to know what it's like to be confined to a wheelchair. And my heart and prayers go out to him and his family. I, I haven't seen him in a long time, but I remember one of those credos that stuck out, stood out and it was that. He said, living the hard way is easy. You know what's easy? Getting so consumed with work and getting stuck in this rut and feeling the way you feel about whatever it is you do. It's easy to come home and your spouse go, hey, and you're like, hey, what's up? And they want to talk and you don't really talk because you're just not in a mood. It's easy just to go, yeah, whatever. It's hard to sit down and go, I had a rough day, but I'm going to listen to my wife and I'm gonna hear everything you say, and I'm gonna actively listen, and I'm not gonna look at my phone. And even though you're telling me something you could tell me in three, money, three minutes and you're gonna take 30, I'm gonna to listen to all 30 with a smile and give you a kiss when I'm done. That is hard, it is torturous for us men. I just wanna let you know. But you know what's easy? Is when I walk in a room and my wife still looks at me like we've been dating for a week. Now that's pretty freaking hot, that's pretty amazing. I could walk in, I could be like, babe, do you know I just got done with a five day challenge? I haven't slept in five days, come on, I don't need time. Next time I walk in the room, she's like, yeah, all right, mm-hmm, right? I don't want that. So if, I, if it's a little harder for me to do that today, I get the rewards at the end. I don't end up hurting this amazing relationship I'm in. It's hard to spend extra time with my kids, but my kids, my older ones are teenagers now and they still tell me absolutely everything they're going through. Some of it's too much, but I'm not gonna stop it. But that was work to put it in, so yes, Take an uncomfortable action. You used to be in the career mindset. Now can I really do my own thing? Yes, it's a little hard. Saying yes to a course and getting plugged in, yes, it's a little hard. Committing an hour a day, an hour a week, an hour a month to your bigger future, not easy. A little hard in the beginning, but when you fast forward five years from now and you're doing something that fulfills your heart, your soul, it has purpose. You get to impact others while creating success, working from home, from anywhere in the world. Yes! Live a little bit hard in this short term so we can live the rest in a good way. Does that make sense? Number seven. This one's gonna seem so simple. Schedule it. Schedule it. I'm gonna get to that. You know this thing Tony and Dean did? I might take part of that. Let me schedule it. And if, as soon as you get Launchpad, start saying no, go back to number five, 
Ready for this one? Say no to some crap that doesn't serve you. Leave that space open and schedule time to go through the course in that time that wasn't serving you or the man or the woman you're meant to be. Does that make sense? Schedule it. Tuesdays at 2. Fridays at 5 a.m. Sundays at 3. So many times we say, I'm going to get to it. No, you're not. Life will gobble you up unless you put it in your calendar, write it down, and commit to it. Any area of your life that you are excelling, if you're in good shape, you committed to that, you schedule it. If you have a good relationship, you commit to it. You schedule date night. If you're a good parent, you commit to it. You're scheduling things that do it. Any area of your life that you're doing well, you're committed and you schedule it. Stop dabbling in the real important areas that sometimes feel a little uncomfortable so you say, I'll get to it. No, you won't. Five years will go by just like that. Schedule it. Got me? All right, number eight. Decide today. Decide today what voice you're going to listen to. Do we have two voices that are always in our head? True or true, or true right? Decide this moment what you're going to listen to. Because if you listen to the one that says you can't, I promise you'll be on a challenge with us in 18 months or 24 months from now or at an event with Tony and like, oh, you know, I really want to, yay. And then 24 months after that, I'd be like, I need some more boost. Then you'll be on YouTube looking for inspirational videos. Come on. We have to decide which voice we're going to listen to because one will end with a lot of regret. And one ends with you maybe discovering a new version of you. Number nine. The first step is always the scariest. The first step is always the scariest. Saying I do, or I can't, or I will, or I must, or not anymore. It's always the first step. Don't try to figure that first step out on your own. That's why we built Launchpad. We got 73 years between the two of us. Tony will say 60-something years for the next 10 years because he feels it makes us look too old when we say 70. He's nine years old. He's 63. I'm 54. So we got a long time in this. If you want the blueprint to live into your full life, being the best version of yourself first, and secondly, sell what you know, serve others, this is your first step that you don't have to be scared. You have to do the work, but you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to guess. And if it's this industry you're even considering, it's Launchpad. If it's something else, go find someone else that badass in that category that can give you the blueprint so you're not trying to figure it out on your own. The first step is the scariest, but you got to make it. And number 10, your certainty must be stronger than anyone else's. Your certainty must be stronger than anyone else's. Your certainty has to be bigger than when your husband says to you, really, Stephanie, you're considering this? Your certainty has to be stronger, even if you're borrowing it from Trent Shelton, if you're borrowing it from Tony Robbins, if you're borrowing it from me. I have faith in you. Tony has faith in you. Trent has faith in you. Jay Shetty has faith in you. Our amazing guest you're going to see that started right where you are, and you'll see where they are. Borrow certainty from someone else. Borrow the confidence from somebody else because yours has to be a little higher so the right story stays in your head. And I'm giving you permission to use our certainty until yours surpasses anything we could ever give you.